I'm Cece. Wow, you jumped the gun like hell. <laughs> I'm Sleeping Girl. And I'm Cece. And this is our Two Hip Chicks podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so our usual disclaimers of please don't uh, listen to this while you're driving because we do trance and stuff. Um, and also, this is a not safe for work podcast. Unless you're super brave and your boss is kinky. Your boss has to be kinky, too? I don't Can't know. Can't you just is be your, brave? Is your boss listening to it, too? Well, whatever. You know what? Decide for yourself. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, today we are going to talk about doing hypnosis while you're drunk. Because yes. we got... While intoxicated. While intoxicated. I think mostly drunk, actually, because we're not going to talk about any other types of intoxication in this podcast, so. Oh, is that? Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, we, <laughs> we've done, we've, we've posted, I think, seven podcasts, and all of them have, Something like that. have been while we're drunk, and um, I recently got the first message of someone telling us. And only. The first and only message of someone being like, hey, aren't you not supposed to do hypnosis when you're drunk? They also liked our podcast, they, yeah, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, absolutely. If you're this person, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm mentioning you without telling you that I'm mentioning you, but... But I we're hope... not mentioning you, so yeah. there is that. Right. Yo, dog, I heard you like drinking, so we're gonna do a drinking podcast while you're drunk about drinking. I really fucked that up, huh? I don't know. I don't know the You phrase. don't know the meme anyways, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you were so determined to do it. I know. I really wanted to. Well, anyways, so we were going to talk about um, what we do, like, what our opinions are on doing hypnosis yes. while you're drunk. Yes. And and then why we do it, to yeah. some degree. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about that. So, okay. obviously, we do hypnosis while CeCe's drunk. Um and while I'm sober. Yeah. To, to, <laughs> just to be clear, it's not just when I'm drunk, when I'm, you know, um, like that's the only time to take advantage of me. Yeah. You could take advantage of me when I'm not drunk, too. Absolutely. Anyone who's <laughs> listening who knows Cece. Um, so, well, so, like, so here's my, like, stock answer of, of, of why you don't usually do hypnosis while you're drinking. Okay. A, um... For consent issues, which we don't really talk about in this podcast, but um, there's the concept of you can't get the same level of consent with someone while they're sober and you're sober. Right. right. And B, uh, there's this sort of pervasive idea of when the subject is drunk, they're not going to respond as well to suggestions. Right. The first one does not apply to us, which is part of why we do it. Uh, Cece and I, our relationship, like, I have total control and ownership over her, so I can do whatever the hell I want, whatever the hell I want, and that's just who we are. Yep, and I'm very good with this. Yes, so this works for us. Um, the second, we don't... I don't really know whether or not that's that, that second <laughs> concept is true. I love this part. We do, we don't do anything that has, like, really high difficulty suggestions anyways, as far as my opinion is concerned, um, because I really get off to trance, so we just do a lot of, like, induction-y, trance-y things, and I right. like to, I like to 
like guide imagery and guide fantasies and stuff. So like that's my kink is the right the hot induction part. So I don't I don't tend to stray too far from that when we do trance normally. So when we're drunk, um, I don't think CC usually gets to that level of like too drunk to function anyways. Right. And no, totally. And honestly, I don't. I mean, yes, we don't do suggestions, you know, as I put quote marks up. We totally do some suggestions, just not, like, big, yeah. big shit. Maybe, but honestly, I don't think... I don't think that's the case. Like, I just don't think that I am not as suggestionable or whatever. Yeah. Did we mention we're drunk? <laughs> I'm not... I don't know. I think suggestible I'm is the word you're suggestible. looking for. Suggestible. No. Yeah. Is well, that what I said? Yeah, you're close enough. Okay. I think I'm just as much suggestible <laughs> as when I'm sober. Yeah. Like I don't actually think there's a difference. And I think this is one of those cases where it like definitely depends on who you're playing with and it really I think depends on what they're like when they're drunk. Like there are absolutely oh. people who get kind of like dysfunctional. And they can't, like, process things as well when they're drunk. You're, right, you're right. For the most part, you're fine. And especially for what we're doing. Like, I think there's a really good buzz level that... Yeah. Yeah, that, that totally just increases the enjoyment and the fuzziness and the, like, you know, derpiness of, right. of trance. <laughs> Which, I mean... <laughs> but I think, to some degree... Um, how you doing you do get fuzzied (laughs) fuzzy headed or whatever without the trance but um i think to some degree it's just um we enjoy being drunk like we enjoy drinking and so forth so if we're already enjoying ourselves and we're relaxed from the drinking and so forth and then we do trance that's just hot yeah. Like, we just kind of... That's who we are. That's also who we are. It's like, a part of who we are. We we tend to, like, we, we both get off work, and then we like to enjoy a couple drinks together. Right. For the most part, that's our usual night, so... Yeah. So, why not do trance? Yeah. Can you, Duh. like, can you think of... <laughs> can, you th- can you think of any differences between, like, trances we've done while you're sober? Like, how it feels for you, any differences between drunkenness and soberness in trance i would say i would say there is a uh difference and i don't know if this is as much in me or if this is in you or if this is in both but i would say during the day when we're sober more of the trances are more focused on service Mm. than sexual even though I find service and you find service very hot and right. sexy, it's I wouldn't say it's sexual. a sexual. And then in the evening, it tends to be more sexual. Yeah. So. To be fair. Well, and that's another angle of that, which is like when, to be fair, the only one, you know, Cece's not the only one who's drunk when we're doing trance drunkenly. Like, right. Like, I'm drunk while we're doing the trance as the top. So... Like, um, there's a, there's definitely an interesting component to, um, giving suggestions and going into that, like, hypnotic pattern of while I'm drunk, which 
to some degree, the whole liquid courage thing helps <laughs> That's a real. little. That's real. Um, For both of us, it, to some degree. It just wets the tongue a little, and it just, like, you can just talk easier. Um, and for both of us, I think, uh, we tend to get horny when we're drunk. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I was even going to say, you were saying, you know, some people, you know, you need to know your partner. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if they get, you know, non-functional or something. Mm-hmm. One, neither of us get non-functional. And two, um, we're happy drunks. Yeah. Like, we're sexually happy drunks. Yeah. Like, that's... Those are two separate things, but yes. Oh, are they? <laughs> they are. In my world, they're not Just necessarily to... right. separate. But... <laughs> Just I'm to a very, very <laughs> lucky, happy person. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so I think... So I think that actually just adds to it. Yeah. Because for hypnosis, it's kind of a sexualized... This whole thing, thing, this whole thing comes out of like, and I'm, I'm totally off on my, the accuracy of these statements. Um, but people have done studies, like I think Stanford, um, did a study on like testing the effectiveness of suggestions of, of like hypnotic suggestions yeah. in the hypnotic state right. during different parts of different types of intoxication. They did it with like, they did it with. Uh, alcohol, they did it with weed, they did it with, like, a couple other different, you know, drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, and those kinds of studies, in my opinion, um, and, and this includes the, like, the Stanford and the Harvard suggestibility scales, they work with this scientific method of, like, we're going to use the same script and the same suggestions for Every single right. person study, and you right. have to because it's the scientific method. You must do this. Absolutely. Um, but but hypnosis is really hard to quantify like that, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. it's so subjective right. for each right. person. So when they're doing these studies of like, well, you know, this you know this group of people has a you know thirty percent less effectiveness of suggestion while they're right. under the influence of these sub substances. It's not, it, it doesn't tell you the whole story about who you're playing with and like what you're doing. And it doesn't, right. it shouldn't, it shouldn't necessarily dictate what you do with your partner. Right. No, absolutely. Well, and those are obviously not their partners doing the suggestions absolutely. and so forth too. Well, and it's not a ride. <laughs> any, well, and any person will tell you when it comes to hypnosis, one, it's individual. Mm-hmm. And two, when you have that rapport mm-hmm. and see i can even use fancy yeah, words when i'm the, drunk you got the lingo down shit this is why i'm fine when i'm drunk but <laughs> <laughs> because i know the word rapport and what it means but um <laughs> but you also have that connection with your partner and so forth so honestly even if let's say i'm fuzzy on the words that you're saying um which i think is just a good experience, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know what your intent is because I know you. Yeah. You know, I know what makes you well, and happy and hot. So, because I know you. And I think a large... So that's going to be a huge factor. Yeah, I mean, a large part of our success with this is, is simply the fact that this is, this is our relationship and, like, we connect very deeply on this level and um, we know each other while we're drunk. Like... Right. 
like that that's just huge about it but so you know your mileage may vary when it comes to like if you're at a play party and there happens to be drinking at this play party whether or not you're going to connect on that level right this isn't to this isn't necessarily for pickup play yeah and i don't think we're ever necessarily endorsing that type of thing no but um but I do, I'm a huge believer in being an adult, so there is right, that too. Right, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't care I'm being on record for saying that. <laughs> you know, I just don't. You should know yourself, and you should know, you know, the person you're playing with on some level in that, right. in the area that you're playing with well, them on. Well, and that's why I advocate that pick a play is like one of the most dangerous things you can do in the scene. Like, but now we're getting into that area that we said we yeah. would never talk about. <laughs> yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be long. <laughs> But, and I mean, honestly, I've, I've done pickup play, so. Yeah. Well, and you have too. Yeah. Especially like, you know, with hypnosis or whatever. So yeah. it's not that it's unheard of, but no, neither not, of us were intoxicated either. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm not trying to demonize pickup play. It's just a riskier activity. Pick right. play is a very risky activity. Um, risk aware. Yeah. Right. Risk aware. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think as far as drinking goes, we probably should do more things to like test out the effectiveness of you different things. Why? I I just feel like that's part of my civic duty. <laughs> no. no. See, I think as far as I'm concerned, if we're enjoying ourselves and we are feeling hot, like, you know, it's hot. Yeah. Th- these are the goals. I'm so These are the goals. So Why do we lame, do this? Though. I'm so lame because I don't like to do you like to do what makes you hot. I do like to do what makes me hot. I'm boring. And this may be a surprise to you, <laughs> but I like to do whatever makes you hot. Yeah, that helps. So there's no, you know, if you want to do the service for the hypnosis community as a whole and you want to do more trans with me and gauge <laughs> it, that's fine. That's fine. Cece will suffer. I will suffer and enjoy that. Yeah. So there's that too. All right. So this is a good point that we're going to break and start <laughs> going into this thing. Um, you know, the usual thing where we do transy shit at the end. And same old, same old. Same old, same old. God, it's so boring. Ugh. She lied. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So come here. Get close to the mic because we're still learning this whole fucking... Mm-hmm. Nope, there it goes. All right. So, see, see if you could just, like, deeply drop for me now. As it is so wonderful to do, and as it feels so natural to do with me, with my hand on your head like this, it's the most natural place to go. My hand in your hair, my hand guiding you deep down. And you can just bring your head up as your mind sinks down deeper. And you go to that place... You go to that wonderful place in your head where I talk, and you listen, and your mind listens deeply. Your mind listens in a way that's different than the way that you listen in your normal life. You don't have to be able to quantify that. You can just know that what we're doing is exactly what's meant to be done in this moment. And I'm going to take you to a place now. And your mind has this wonderful ability to create scenes in your head 
that just feels so natural that you can watch and that you can be a part of, even if tangentially you can be a part of these scenes, where you and I, we're ourselves, but we're at this bar, and it's loud, and there's some music playing in the background, and the TVs are playing, and there's a lot of people around us, and we're sitting there, and we don't know each other yet, not very well, we just met, I found you there, and I saw you, and I latched on to some sort of energy that you have, so I came over to sit next to you, and I pulled up a stool, we're both sitting up at the bar, and I offered to buy you a drink, and you said yes, because something felt right, something felt so right about that, to let me buy you that drink, so I did. It's a Malibu and Coke. And somehow I knew that was something that you really liked. And you were grateful, you were happy that this total stranger, this half stranger, would know something that you wanted. And it was just wonderful to take sips of that as we talked and chatted about this and that here and there. I liked one of the sports teams on the TV and you like to listen to me talk about different things about them, different things about the weather, just the usual chit-chat that two people would do when they didn't really know each other. It was kind of wonderful. You really love to listen to my voice. Take a sip of that drink. Tastes good. Tastes really, really good. We relax there for a little while, chatting it up, enjoying the atmosphere, enjoying your night out with me. You didn't expect to have this kind of experience when you went out like this, but it's kind of wonderful to feel the unexpected. It's kind of wonderful because you're getting drunk a little faster than you expected. You know how quickly you get drunk, but something's happening a little faster than what you wanted or what you expected. And I can ask you, and I ask you in this place, so how's your drink? And the words come to your mouth. Mm. Good. You like Malibu and Coke? Yes. You look like the sort of person who would like that kind of thing. <laughs> That's why I got it for you. Why don't you take another sip? And in your mind you do. In your mind you bring the cup to your lips and you drink. And there's something very special about this. It's wonderful to be able to split that focus between the voice that I have now and the voice of the person sitting next to you, across from you. And I ask, do you drink a lot? Are you the kind of person who drinks when you're at home? Mm. No. Not really. It's funny, you struck me as the kind of girl who just, like, 
went home, kicked back, and watched your favorite soap operas and had a drink. You're not? No. <laughs> Maybe I had you wrong then. Well, at least I got your drink down. And you take another sip. And it seems to just go through your body, that warmth, and it triggers something in your head. Is there something else in this drink? Is there something else that you should be worried, not worried, definitely not worried, excited about? Are you excited that this stranger this person who you've really grown to like in the past 30 minutes, hour, hours, have really enjoyed, have really liked. And you smile at me and you just let that go and continue into that conversation. And then I'm going to pause you here in this moment and I'm going to step out of this scene while I keep you in this scene and pause you here and tell the rest of the world to hold on so you just stay right there while I talk and it doesn't really matter to you what I say it's all all right, everyone. So I think we're getting to a good stopping point here. Um, poor Cece. I'll have to go back to her in a moment. Uh, I don't think she's going to be able to say goodbye, and that's perfectly fine. She's just sitting there. Um, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, we will see you next time. I'm sure Cece will miss you a lot. Bye, everyone.